Good people, what is going on? It's your guy, Desmond. Uh, welcome to the All Go Podcast. It's been a minute, uh, but I'm your host, Desmond. Um, wanted to come on and talk a little bit about the Lakers, but before I do that, wanted to give an update on the podcast life before get into it. Uh, I've been doing the um, the Voice of College Football uh, podcast with uh, Mark Rogers and, of course, my partner, Dre. Uh, on the Michigan football at the Voice College Football channel on YouTube. It's been going great. It's been awesome. Uh, been doing that every Wednesday from our new time is 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And then also we do post game after Michigan football games. So it's been a blast. Been having a, a really good time doing that. And uh, we've been we've been podcasting. So it's not as if we've been slacking. It's just uh, not as much on our own channel. So um I have the Algo podcast and then also the Dre and Des podcast, which we just posted an episode Sunday, so just a couple days ago. So go check that out on all of your platforms. Um, but yeah, it's like, man, really need to, to, to get myself on the, this channel as well and, and uh, continue to put out content uh, because obviously we talk about Michigan football on the, the channel that we do every week, but uh, to talk about other sports and things that are going on is uh is a pleasure for me so I, it's more so just a me thing i enjoy doing it uh regardless of how many people listen so appreciate it uh but want to talk about the lakers uh they are i believe one game as of, as we speak today is tuesday and and they're actually getting ready to play dallas in a couple hours but as we speak i believe they're one game ahead of uh the spurs for 10th place in the western conference standings as you probably know, the top 10 teams are ones who are eligible for the play-in tournament. 7 through 10 actually play the play-in tournament. The Lakers are not going to make the play-in tournament. There's just no way. They are just a bad team, essentially. They don't play defense well. They don't have a good mix of, of players. They have a lot of players who are in similar boats. Old don't play defense and don't shoot all that well. I mean, Carmelo's got his hot streaks. Russ has been pretty rough all year. He's had times where he would, you know, shoot a, a decent percentage. I think the last game they played, he was like 50%, scored 18 points, but it's it's a far cry from the, you know, mid-20s, 10 and 10 guy that that we saw with Washington and OKC. He's just he's just a guy that over this season has lost a lot of confidence and, and there's plenty of reasons why. But I, I think the main thing is the expectation. I think he thought the team would be better as odds makers did as well. But injuries have have derailed the season, inconsistent play. And the only consistent that they've had are the two things. Number one, playing very bad defense. And number two, LeBron scoring at an unreal clip. I mean, he's on pace right now to win the scoring title. He's at 30.1 points per game, uh, which is just crazy. But um, yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere. But there have been reports that Anthony Davis is now playing five on five. He's scrimmaging, so on and so forth. If I were running the Lakers, uh, I would absolutely bring Anthony Davis back as soon as he can play. And hopefully he'll play out the season. You know, well, I mean, there's eight 
eight games left. So yes, I, I would hope he would play out the season and see what happens with the playing tournament. Can the team just get it together for you know one or two games to to get to the actual playoffs? Excuse me. And if so, great. You know, and let's let's go play Phoenix or let's go play uh, Memphis or whoever's the the two seed and let's see what happens. The Lakers are going to lose that series no matter who they play. I, and this is assuming they get into the play-in tournament. But what I would do in the offseason is I would trade Anthony Davis. The, the whole point of me having him play the last seven-ish games, call it nine games with the play-in tournament, is to trade him. He is just a, a star that you cannot depend on. Like You can't depend on Anthony Davis. He, the only thing you can depend on is he's going to miss 20 plus games every single season. And I don't know if it's his nutrition, if it's his workout regimen, whatever the case is. Maybe he's just not that serious about basketball, but he's not a guy that you can, that you can count on. Like we've, we've seen it. They, the Lakers had, you know, the first year that he was, he was there in LA, they won the championship. And basically since then he's been injured pretty consistently and that's been his track record for his career. I mean, Anthony Davis spent what I believe seven years in in the in New Orleans with the Pelicans, and this is his third year, second or third year with the Lakers. So let's call it ten years. He's been ten years in the league. He gets hurt every year. That that's just how he operates. And I am j I, I just don't know how he is going to be the one to to take the mantle, so to speak, after LeBron either, you know, leaves LA or, or, you know, retires or just kind of takes a step back, which a lot of people thought it was going to happen this year. But the the guy is Superman and, and he's 37 years old, averaging 30 points a game. But it, I, I just don't, Anthony Davis is not it. He's not the guy. And you consistently hear people talking on ESPN and Fox Sports that, you know, when he's healthy, he's a top seven guy. Number one, he's never healthy. He is never consistently healthy. And number two, I'm not sure he's a top seven guy because you it, it has to be more than just he's talented. He's a seven footer who can, you know, shoot the three, which he's been abysmal from three this year, who could shoot the mid-range, get to the basket, protect, things like that. Yes, he has all the tools, but he doesn't bring it every night. Anthony Davis is one of the most inconsistent, if you want to call him a superstar, feel free. I'm not. He's one of the most inconsistent guys in the NBA. Yes, he absolutely has the ability to give you 35, 15, and 7, and he will do that from time to time. But the next game, he'll come out and give you 15 points and 5 rebounds, and you're and you're wondering if he even played in the game. How how do you build a team around that? What what can you do with that? That I I, I would be at the point where uh, this is just too long of a track record to look at it and think that this year is an anomaly and that neck or, or that his 10 years is gonna, is an anomaly in the next five is it, he will be flawless. He just won't. And, and I don't know if some of these injuries are things that he could play through. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is. And he's just not built that way to, to fight through injuries and, and play through it. And he's just a guy who is going to be injured a lot. And I, I, I can't build a championship team around him. And it's not a surprise or a shock that you see the first championship he won, he 
had to team up with the best player in the in the world with LeBron. He wasn't going to do that on his own. I think he had won one playoff series on his own when he was when he was with the Pelicans and he was the guy. So I I, I would be trading Anthony Davis, and my goal would be to uh, my my goal would be. Um, to to try to get some depth, I would try to get younger. Lakers are way too old. Like Carmelo, Dwight Howard, like all all those guys have to go. And I mean, and I'm 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 going to be the GM that potentially these these deals would have me lose my job. But I would cut Russell Westbrook. He's not going to be someone that um, that you'll be able to trade for. There's just not there's not a guy who makes forty something million dollars that a team doesn't want. I, I looked at the salaries. Nobody's making that much money with in, in a, a team that doesn't want them. I would cut them. Yep, I would take a $44 million bath, and my cap would be abysmal for this year. But you're, you are better off. If he's not going to come off the bench, you're better off without him. And and Frank Vogel, he's you're going to cost yourself your job because there has been reports that the front office has wanted Westbrook to come off the bench and, and Vogel's been resistant to that. What kind of cachet do you think that you have to where you can you could say that? Say no to your bosses. I get it, you won a championship in, in you know the, the first year, but it's not as if you did a, a, a an outstanding coaching job. You had LeBron and AD for most of that season. Like that's that's why you won the championship. And a lot of guys got hurt. And the, for the team that you were playing, I mean, it's, it, it is a war of attrition every year, but you know, the last two years, seemingly it's, it's, it seems to have been a bigger trend, but you know, data may show something different, but I, I just, I, I can't do it with Russell Westbrook. And if I can't make a trade to get him out of here, I have to cut him because he just doesn't grasp the magnitude of what is going of, of what is expected as a Laker. You know, you he makes things worse. Like I, I get it. You're not playing well, but you going up to the podium and saying that you didn't have any expectations coming into the season and that none of you know negativity doesn't bug you. You were built for adversity, but then also saying that it's tough for you, you know, if, if, because people are teasing you, calling you Westbrook, that you know, that that's hurtful and, and your your family doesn't want to come to games, so on and so forth. You just don't make anything any easier on yourself. It'd be great if Russell Westbrook came to the podium and just said, man, I had a tough night tonight. I got to play better. You know, I turned the ball over too much, missed too many shots. I've got to focus on, you know, getting involved in other ways when the shot's not falling. You know, I got to rebound. I got to play defense a little better. Uh, you know, get other guys involved. Look, look to to my teammates. But you know, it's just a, just a tough night. Um, you know, kind of let my guys down. Next game, I'll be better. You know, tomorrow when we watch the film, really hone in and try to see where I can be better. See what you know I can do different, and and move on from there. I think that'd be. I think that would go a long way, Russ. But. You know, he's he's one of those guys. He's kind of the bull in the china shop, a little bullheaded as far as his demeanor. And it's OK. But you got to understand that when you're you're playing for a franchise like the Lakers, the expectation is different. It's not just 
Yeah, no, this is fine. Everything's cool. You got a triple-double. Doesn't matter how you shot. Doesn't matter how many times you turn it over. We lost a close one. It's okay. That's not this. The Lakers are were coming into this looking for a championship. And I did a video. I was actually looking at my the last one of the last videos I did, but it was the day after the rust trade, and I had said that this is not gonna work because you have a ball dominant guy in in Russ, and LeBron's also a ball dominant guy. It's not gonna work because neither one of those guys can play that well off the ball. They can't. And I think the Lakers' first issue with uh, with this year was. Having LeBron, I think he should have stayed at point guard. He was 25 and 10 in the bubble season as the primary point guard, and the Lakers were able to, uh, you know, go really big and out rebounded teams and just, you know, just, just crushed them on the glass. Well, you can, you're a lot bigger team when your point guard is six foot nine. And when he goes from six nine to six three, it changes things a bit. But Russ is just not a good decision maker with the ball and LeBron is and I thought that the Lakers should have kept him at the point guard position try to get a, you know a couple wing guys in you know Malik Monk you know plays a two you you had guys that you know that were playing the wing KCP you know but you ended up trading those guys away but it it Kyle, Kyle Kuzma you know you you had wing guys there and it, it just, I, I mean, I understand the allure of a superstar like Russell Westbrook, but you gotta, you've got to look at the style of play. And I don't think the, the Lakers, whoever made the decision, I don't think they did a good job of looking at that. And now they are paying for it. They're not going to make the play-in tournament. They're not a good team. And they've got a lot of work to do after the season's over. So we'll see what happens. Um, thanks so much for, for checking it out. Uh, appreciate it. Have a good one.